Yeah, we even have some callouts. Um, there's, uh, do you know the Scav Co-op extract on Reserve, right? Yeah. There's a little red, uh, like, two-story shack there yeah. on the corner. Yeah. That turned into Anne's murder house because of a crazy <laughs> encounter. Anne ran in there, and there's a five man, you know, and it oh just my turns, God, into, yeah. turns into a murder house because Anne lived through it. But it there's cool stories like that um, that kind of fit. Gentacles uh, yeah. named a building Harry Potter, and to still this day, I still call it Harry Potter because <laughs> Jen and I played way back when. Um, yeah. But that was like the first thing we called it because that was, oh, the map just came out. What do we call this thing? Yeah. She said it looked like Ron Weasley's house, so it's Harry Potter. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on and share their experiences, stories, and advice. And today, I am super excited. I have Bazinga That. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good, to thanks. Be here. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad you're, you're able to, to join us. So what I normally do on the podcast, when we first get going here, I'll fi- I will ask uh, a few questions. And then uh, just random questions to get the juices flowing, and then we'll uh, jump into it. You ready? I'm ready. That sounds good. All right. So if you, could, you had a chance to fly any plane in the world, what kind of plane would you like to fly? Oh, man. The Dreamliner 787 or, oh, boy. or a, uh, an F-35. Oh, nice. With a vertical takeoff. That's pretty cool. That would be crazy. I don't know. Oh, man. Actually, we were just watching Top Gun the other day with my youngest, and uh, she was, like, amazed that these planes, you know, jets land and catch that cord, and she's like, how does that happen? And I was like, no, I have no idea. So, cool. All right, number two. If you could travel back in history... For a week, what part of history would you like to go to and experience? Um, yeah, probably women's rights for when you're able to finally vote and, uh, yeah, voting rights and women's rights. I think that'd be really cool to see see the change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I watch a lot of old TV sometimes, and it's just a, the, the stark difference of how things are there. Even like you know, in the '80s or '70s, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really today. crazy different. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, only in a matter of 20 years, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, or actually 40 years. So I'm dating myself there. But all right, last one. Last movie you saw Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> new one or, old, or the original? <laughs> Surprise. Uh, the, the new one, The Maverick, uh, uh-huh. in uh, theaters right now. And what did you think of it? They did a good job for yeah. a sequel. I'm always a little worried on sequels. They seem to uh, kind of. Normally, they don't live up to the, the original, and so it's yeah. a little bit of a letdown. But I think they did a really good job. I think they oh, cool. finished up that, uh, that series really well. Yeah. I, uh, I listened to a podcast on, like, you know, sort of behind-the-scenes stuff with movies. And the original Top Gun, they were talking about how, because Tom Cruise is, like, 5'7 or 5'6, the way they did some of the beach shots when he was with, talking to his, you know, the girlfriend was basically he was up on a – they built a specific sand berm so he could look taller than what she was. Yeah, kind of so they crazy. could see eye to eye a little. Yep. Exactly, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. All right, so let's start off with uh, who's Bazinga That? Where did the nickname come from? Um. Oh, man. That came back from way back in the day with my ex- my like first Xbox account. Yeah. Um, I was a really big Big Bang Theory fan at the time, and it was uh, 
Bazingas kind of uh, means like psych or, you know, just kidding. And so it was kind of, we kind of just went with that. And I don't and know. It, I just thought it of stuck. it and it stuck. Yeah. And so nice. everyone calls me Baz or Bazinga. Very cool. Now, what's uh, what's your background? You know, you, you know, you moved after high school. What happened after high school? Uh, well, after high school, I went to college and tried to figure out what to do with my life. <laughs> who knows what to do? It is uh, tough. I still at don't 18. even know if I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like my oh man, we... even here at twenty eight, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it. Well, you think about it. Like I, you know, we went through this with my son last year. He turned eighteen. He's nineteen now, but. He had no idea what he wanted to, do, you know, to go to school for. And eighteen, how do you make that decision? It's so tough. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> so I actually spent a total of six years in college. I have yeah. a associate's degree in criminal justice, and that turned out I just didn't want to be a cop. Yeah, basically. I like the science behind it. The science yeah. is really cool. I'm a nerd, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't want to be a cop. I don't want to pull yeah. people over for speeding. So yep. that was kind of a prerequisite. And so I changed yeah. uh, to nothing at the time. And uh, then I took a random class that sounded fun called aviation technology. Oh. Because, um, again, I'm a nerd. I like technology. It's cool. Yep. I, I like science. Uh, and it was really cool. And it kind of was a little bit of an intro class to all the many fields in aviation and what you could do as a, um, a pilot, military. Um, you know, air traffic control, maintenance, yeah. all kinds of things, like the whole, the whole uh, spread of aviation. Yeah. And I was like, you know, all right, let's give it a go. I could, uh, I like planes. I like traveling. And I had like a very small list of what I wanted for a job, right? I didn't want yeah. to be changed to a desk and do the same medial spreadsheet every day. Yeah. Like Excel spreadsheet. I just didn't want to do that. Uh, one that was challenging and had to kind of think on your feet a little bit. Right. So... I went and did a discovery flight is what they call them. We have an instructor who takes you up and just shows you the little plane and yeah, uh, how things go. And I was like, you know, I could do this. Uh, I convinced my family to co-sign on way too many student loans <laughs> and uh, went for it. And I learned how to fly airplanes. So. Oh, wow. And you got your and that's what you, my bachelor's degree and bachelor's degrees in. Yep. Oh, very cool. And you got your uh, saw your ATP license certificate. Yeah, that's an airline transport pilot certificate, yeah. Okay, so now what have you, you know, what have you flown since then or during school? I'm assuming Cessna is probably what you start with or something like uh, that. Yeah, some smaller ones like that. Instead of Cessnas, my school particularly did the Diamonds. Mm -hmm. um, they're a little bit more, uh, like, they're newer, have glass cockpits with a glass oh, screen, okay. better navigation. Most of the Cessnas will have um, what they call a six-pack where it's the old, old school uh gauges and dials that you have to read kind of like a you ever drove an old ford car and the speedometer's not digital uh -huh. now you go to your new car and it's all digital right so oh, okay that's kind of the swap that's the best way to describe that yeah oh, analog okay. to digital Very um, cool. so i flew uh diamonds they were called a diamond da40 mm -hmm. uh, which is a single engine little you know it's on uh, it's a four-cylinder like honda engine it's super small yeah uh, and then I flew the Diamond DA-42, which is just two engines. That's why it's 42. Yeah. So they made it to a twin, um, up into a Piper Arrow to uh, teach people how to fly. That's when you get your flight instructor license. Yeah. Uh, so then I became a teacher for a oh, little no bit. Oh, no way. Yeah, that was, that was a while. 
teach them, uh, you know, 16, 17 year old kids <laughs> in college how to fly airplanes. It was a uh, difficult. Um, and then I went and flew the Pilatus PC 12. That's a turbo prop. Yeah. Uh, pretty fast. That one scoots. That's oh, okay. a, it's a fast airplane. Um, I did that for a little bit, flying around Nebraska and Colorado. Um, kind of a little puddle jumper yeah. aircraft to get you to the big airports, such as like Denver International. Yeah. And then uh, I flew an Embraer 175, which is a regional jet, a Brazilian jet that holds about 80 people. And that was the last oh, flight. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a long list. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty neat. One of uh, one of my friends, he manages a uh, you know basically the, you have the billionaires that own jets or lease these jets, and he manages one of the Gulf Streams. And he was telling me about like the maintenance costs, the service fee. You know, it's just it's astronomical what you know the amount Always of money speech, is. Yeah, yeah, that, that's wild. So, um, so where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Utah, actually. Yeah, around Salt Lake, Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were growing up, what, you know, did you like to ski, snowboard, backpacking, anything like that? What was your interest back then? All of the above, yeah. Utah is very known for its outdoors. Uh, so my family is really big into skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. So I have since I was a kid. Um, my dad is really big into fly fishing. And so me and my brother still continue to go to this day, even though he's kind of uh, sit on a boat and fish anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, him and I still go hiking, camping, yeah, um, off-roads, stuff. Yeah. All That's outdoors, awesome. for sure, is with Utah. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw some pictures, actually. Uh, Rock Mom was on a, a vacation out in Utah somewhere recently, and the pictures look amazing. It's one of the places we want to get out to, definitely during the winter, to do some skiing at some point. It's phenomenal skiing. Yeah. Would recommend. You yeah, can't we... get it anywhere else. Uh, yeah, because out here in the Northeast, we got, you know, 4,000, 5,000 footers. And that's, you know, that's really, you know, the tallest peak you yeah. get out here. Your parking lot is like at <laughs> 7,000. <000. laughs> oh, yeah. Great. Okay. It's, it's pretty up there. Uh, yeah. So really, really tall mountains. But it's a lot of fun and it's it's stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So now, when did you start gaming? On the Xbox or prior to that? Uh, prior to that, I was kind of always a little bit of a gamer um mm -hmm. and i say that when i had like we had like a, a sega genesis with like sonic yeah. um and then like game boys with pokemon and you know that was kind of my extent of childhood gaming was yeah. uh, a lot of game boys mario pokemon all the the things uh, of the time and then xbox came to be and I just never owned any of them all my friends owned them i'm the baby of the family so everyone oh, okay. owned stuff before me the friends did <laughs> uh, so we'd play, you know, 64 and all those other ones whenever it's at friends' houses or something. Um, yeah. But I didn't truly own anything besides a Game Boy to to be a gamer until um, an Xbox 360. So that now, was the final dive in for myself. <laughs> now, what what are some of the games that, you know, looking back that, like, just you remember as, you know, some of the, your favorites? Uh, Dead Space. Yeah? The trilogy such a phenomenal scary game but it's so it was so good i got so mesmerized in that game um mm. uh, of course halo how can yeah. you not mm -hmm. and um man that might be it honestly yeah. those are the two that are really good i really loved um i guess ratchet and clank if you go with like a, a story game yeah that one was really cute i always liked it 
Now, what's your take on how Halo, you know, the new Halo that they dropped recently in the multiplayer that came out? It's, you know, it was a lot of excitement at first. And has it fizzled out or, you know, what's your take on it? Uh, they squandered a good thing. They could add um, Fortnite level of yeah. uh, popularity and growth and a lot of really cool cosmetics. Like Fortnite did really well for, you know, being like the free to play VR. Yeah and having all the cosmetics and stuff like that halo could have done that and they i think they squandered it yeah so, which is really unfortunate because there's a lot of people that i know that still just love halo oh like, yeah we all grew up on halo a little bit of nostalgia for all of us yeah exactly like you said every you know lo- so many people grew up on it that was their favorite game there was so much hype from it it got delayed and delayed and then it finally came out and there's a lot of excitement everybody was you know just pumped to play it and then it's sort of like you know they were missing certain things and it's just it you know it's not really you know filling yeah that's i think that's partially they gave you a six-month season with not a whole lot in it you know you had three or four maps um don't get me wrong i do think halo infinite campaign was better than the like halo 5 or Halo 4 but in turn in a term of multiplayer which is what i love the most about halo yeah they really kind of just threw in the old modes from the other games and then kind of left it in a six-month season with the same modes that i played you know 10 years ago yeah probably not really up my alley anymore i'd like right. a little bit more and they they really could have done so much more especially with it being free to play yes uh, yeah. they really i think they really kind of screwed the pooch is yeah what I would say. yeah well like you said there's like how fortnite have so many cosmetics that just keep people interested in yeah halo could have yeah, gone on so much yeah yeah, they could have done a lot more, and it's really unfortunate because that's Halo's near and dear to my heart. I still love it, but yeah, yeah, they think they they wasted a really good opportunity to do anything. Now, have you watched any of the the TV series that they created as well? No, no, I wasn't hearing a lot of good either. Yeah. So I uh, decided to just not. And oh, Halo can stay in my happy nostalgia place. It doesn't have to be ruined by the new stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely, because they apparently the writers didn't even touch anything of the lore of Halo. They did their own thing, which just just you know sort of blows which my mind. Which is crazy too, because I feel like there's a lot of lore that they could really get into. Again, you just kind of squandered a really yeah. good opportunity. Um, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. So now, when did you join the PC gaming side of things? Um, around twenty uh twenty twelve. Yeah. I would say is when I put together my first computer yeah and just kind of went for it again it was a weird endeavor i watched some youtube videos of people putting together computers and some friends said oh yeah well there's these cool games on pc and i kind of was like oh i you know i played league of legends on a laptop and i was like i guess i could you know do a desktop and do that for imagine league for just a (laughs) desktop it has no need for a desktop but i was like okay i'll build a desktop and i'll continue playing league and yeah. uh, whatever and uh yeah so around 2012 somewhere in there yeah and now what games attracted you to you know did you start first playing when you you know, fire, you know started playing on the pc oh man league of legends and like some arcade games like orcs must die like it was is nothing compared to what i play now but it's yeah. just uh just like casual games i was like that looks kind of fun i didn't really know what to do yeah with computers i had always just been you know it's call of duty and halo and xbox things right, right? So it was a uh, it was weird trying to find something that was uh, up my alley. Yeah, and now when you when you started to play first person shooters on a computer, how hard was it? You know, did you go from controller to mouse and keyboard, or did you just play the first person shooters with the controller at first? 
Um, I just went straight to mouse and keyboard, and yeah. I don't think it was very rough because it wasn't um, my first first person shooter on PC was Daisy. Oh, okay. Uh, the standalone, not even the mod or Arma Two. So, yeah. um, I didn't. There's nothing else like that, of course, on console, and so right. I was really just learning it all, anyway. So yeah. it wasn't like I had other muscle memory of oh, I'm supposed to crouch with X here, and this is right. my mouse. So, okay. yeah, so I just did uh, Daisy. And now, what other uh, first-person shooters did you, you know, have you enjoyed over the years on the on the PC? Um, well, of course, Escape from Tarkov is yes. my biggest one. I've spent so much time in that game. Yeah. Uh, I've dabbled in a little bit of CSGO because everyone raves about it. It's a phenomenal mm -hmm. shooter. That's what the FPS genre, I feel like, came from. Everyone played CS yeah. and then moved to something else. Um, and I'm horrible at CS, by the way. I'm horrible <laughs> at it. People are so good. They've yes. had 20 years on me. I got nothing. Um, and then I got uh, into Valorant recently. I really yeah. do enjoy that. I know it's around the same concept as CS, but it is uh, really fun with the abilities and the, mm -hmm. the team. Um, and R6. R6 was really big, um, Rainbow Six Siege for yeah. me. It was the just besides DZ and survival, you kind of wander around. It's not primarily a shooter. You just have survival aspects with shooting in it. Yeah, and R six being a very, uh, it's a shooter. It's not a survival or anything like that, and a team based right. game like that. I yeah. truly, really enjoyed Siege and had a lot of fun with Siege for a long time. And it's it's really you know you're not running and gunning like you with, with Call of Duty. It is tactical. You got to play. You know, it's it, yeah. Was that be now? Is that how you ended up transitioning into Tarkov because you have that you had a taste for that you know tactical slow moving shooter. Um, I actually think I got it from DayZ because okay. I, uh, DayZ kind of had, it It has really weird gun mechanics and some of them aren't accurate at all, Yeah. but it was a little bit more to the realism side instead of just, here's some crazy Call of Duty gun that's all souped up that right. I don't, it doesn't shoot like that in real life. Right? Yeah. Um, and like the sniping and pistols, I was really having a lot of fun with kind of the variety of like your kits and everything in DayZ and I. My buddy, actually, who I played Daisy with, told me, he's like, take, take a look at this. And Tarkov's in, like, alpha, alpha. Like, yeah. you can only play if you get the EOD. There's still an NDA on it, yeah. all this crazy stuff. There's only, like, a map and, like, two maps and, like, three guns already. Like, it's very bare bone, right? Yeah. And I picked that up. I was like, I could see myself liking this. Um, but, of course, it was still just so early. Yeah. Um, that I think Daisy actually kind of steered me towards Tarkov in a sense because it was, it is labeled more as a survival shooter instead mm -hmm. of a, a shooter. Even though I might play it like a shooter, um, yeah. But I think that really stuck uh, stuck it in there. Like this is a fun. I like the gunplay being a little bit more realistic and not so yeah. arcadey. Yeah. Cool. So now, um, you know, when, so you've been in, in early with Tarkov then. So you suffered through a lot of the the growing pains then. All of the growing pains. Every <laughs> single one. I've been here. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. Like Back when, uh, oh, man, there's so many. When Leg Meta was born, Leg Meta mm -hmm. wasn't a thing, but yeah. um, the Kiver helmet at one point oh, was God. broken, and you couldn't headshot people. It wouldn't ever go through. It would never mm -hmm. pin unless you got them square in, the, square in the face. And so that's where the Leg Meta came from. You're like, well, you have to go for the kneecaps because yeah. there's no other way. Um, especially if they had the Zabralo at the time, which was your best armor at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I've been through all of them. And then there's <laughs> one with the stutters where it locked up 
full auto and hope and hope by the end of the stutter you're the one standing and not the other guy. <laughs> there's there's so many growing pains with Tarkov. It's it's kind of wild. Oh, and then you you know and some of the impossible quests like you know where you had to kill like what twenty bears on factory or something along those lines or it's like some crazy. Oh quest yeah, back and then. you had some of them had time limits. Yes, uh, that's the right. The community forgets that that there was some time limit ones where you had like thirty. 30 minutes or an hour to kill yes. a bunch of players on customs or factory or something like that or scavs. It was tough. Oh, it was, you, you think Tarkov's tough now, but it was <laughs> really tough. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, so, and oh, even, even when you uh, went into raid, you got to pick which extract or which, uh, which point you're getting deployed at too. And yeah, you could pick customs would always pick the boiler side. So everyone would just be dead off spawn. And the, if you spawned a big red, well, the, the rest of the raid's dead. Yeah, <laughs> they all absolutely. died on the other map. It's all all free game now. Oh man, um, that was weird when the maps and stuff mattered. Well. Mm -hmm. So what you mm -hmm. know over the years, what has you know you've since you were in early, what was the hardest thing to get used to with this game? Um, uh, that's a good question. Hard to get used to the game, and it's different Probably... because. Because you have experienced so many different levels of the game as a grow as it grew, so there's probably different stages that you that were just more tougher than others. Yeah, probably. a thousand percent for sure. Because there was ones where, um, like you're packing mags now, it would just automatically fill up the mag. It wouldn't. Yeah. You didn't have to sit there for each bullet. Same with medding. You didn't have to sit there and wait for the bleed to stop. It would just heal up the bar, basically. Yeah. Um, I think the still probably the hardest part was um map knowledge map knowledge yep. is always so king in tarkov and especially when they were doing expansions and changing things mm -hmm. uh, which you can and can jump over uh that became really difficult because that uh, map knowledge will save you in tarkov or destroy you yes <laughs> one oh, way or absolutely the other. yeah so, so now over the years what has become your favorite map shoreline a hundred percent the best map yeah and then what has been the you know some of the biggest changes that you've liked over the years? Um oh man. Uh probably some of the weight change is really helpful. I mm -hmm. know we were I me included was really unhappy with it at the beginning because as a solo player I wanted to carry out as much as I could. Yeah. And um I thought with the weight system change where you can't carry out three people sets gears, like, well, a solo player, you're screwed. You lose right. every time. Even if I win against this three men, I'm not going to be able to carry out enough because yeah. to sell to make my money's worth, right? The ammo, the med. Right. And then if you died, well, then you lose and they can hide all their body stuff. You never get your stuff back. So I really thought the the weight system was kind of killing solo play. And I know yeah. Nikita and, and um, Battlestate said they don't, it's not meant to be solo. It is yes. meant to have a squad. You're meant to have friends. Um, but that final, like when it kind of polished out and worked out, it mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoy the change. Because if somebody does kill a friend or is heavy, I have the opportunity to catch up to them, even though we're all elite strength and all elite endurance right. or whatever at this point. Yeah. Even if we have the same skill level, I can still catch up because I'm not carrying, you know, all this other stuff. And which turned out to be really cool and made for some interesting fights. Yeah, absolutely. So now, you know, you've played for so long at this point. Do you, is there any heart, you know, heart racing moments still? Any pucker factors or you're sort of just, you know, used to the encounters at this point? Um, 
a little bit of both. Sometimes there's like I can read it and it's it seems like it's really easy. It's like, oh, he's gonna jump in here. I'm yeah. already here and he's dead. Easy clap. He doesn't get an opportunity. Um, but then there's other ones where like even if I run into um like Hazi or Magpie if we're not playing together, it's scary. It's hard yeah. <laughs> fighting uh people who know who know the tricks. Yeah. Who know jumping out the windows and stuff. It can be really hard and uh can really get your heart racing if especially if I'm solo. Yeah. So it well, is still there, but oh, there is good. some days where it's uh you know, it's kinda like, oh well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> So, and it's one of the neat things I've, you know, I've played for two years, maybe two and a half years is just, I, I can still remember so many engagements because there's so many unique encounters and that's just different that you don't get with any other game. Yeah. We even have some call outs. Um, there's, uh, do you know the scav co-op extract on reserve, right? Yeah. There's a little red, uh, like two story shack there yeah. on the corner. Yeah, that turned into Anne's murder house because of a crazy <laughs> encounter. Anne ran in there, and there's a five man, you know, and it oh just my turns, God, into, yeah. turns into a murder house because Anne lived through it. But it there's cool stories like that um, that kind of fit. Gentacles uh, yeah. named a building Harry Potter, and to still this day, I still call it Harry Potter because <laughs> Jen and I played way back when. Um, yeah, but that was like the first thing we called it because that was oh the map just came out. What do we call this thing? Yeah, she said it looked like Ron Weasley's house, so it's Harry Potter. <laughs> so you know <laughs> oh that's excellent yeah there's some of those encounters that always um that you kind of just always remember some really cool moments for sure yeah well and you you brought up a good point about call outs like when you play with you know no other game really has an importance of call outs like this game like you're playing with somebody new or you're not used to it's like what are they going to call this building or you know and and playing to the play styles is, is really crucial in games in a game like tarkov yeah, it can be really difficult playing with um, someone who you're not, uh, who isn't as familiar, uh, especially with me at this point, because I kind of just can run around and I'll, like, yeah. I can keep tabs of them most of the time. Um, but it is hard as a, a newer player to probably keep track of me when I'm like, oh, here's this, 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 oh, he's here, oh, he's dead, oh, I'm coming back to you. And they're just like, I'm going to shoot anything that runs at me, you know? Yeah. Um, so it is really difficult, but the, all that, I love a little bit of that challenge when you actually have a really cool uh, flank or like a pinch with you and your duo or trio. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'll go around and then they have nowhere to go. Um, like there's a lot of times we'll kind of bait stuff out. You'll throw a nade here and the yeah. other one's already there and they go look and it's just, it's a really cool um, experience to be able to work that well and cohesively yeah. as a team. And it adds another challenge to the game, which kept, keeps it really intriguing to me, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so gratifying when you like you said you do this maneuver, you take out a two man, and it was like a, maybe a ten minute encounter. You're you know cat and dog back and forth, and you you get that win. It's like yes, you just know, it's, it's you know yeah, so much fun, especially with your teammate, and especially if you both get it like perfect, and it just works great. Like one's right. got this back, you know, got this one, and it's just so smooth, and it's really fun to see that happen. Yeah, so. yeah, actually, you you bring up a good point like you know you play like somebody like you who's plays a lot high level skill w against other people like you said you know sometimes you may run into mags or um somebody else who you know they're good and now you've got that you know okay you're going to be you got to play your a game or you're going to get killed i would love to see some sort of a you know a weekly tournament or a monthly thing where the top tier guys get together and do a couple of rounds just so that, you know, as we who, you know, are old and slow, like me, myself or, you know, the people just learning, just see how, you know, 
those play out. And, you know, of course, some people may not do it because of egos or whatnot. They don't want to be, you know, showing that, oh, yeah, this oh, it's person only beat you. Fun. Yeah, exactly. I would, I think that would be so entertaining to see. I agree. I've actually made this comment a lot to um, BSG and to other things of like, what would you like to see in Escape from Tarkov? I would love yeah. custom lobbies. Um, yeah. There's a lot of days where it would be so helpful to teach somebody to be like, here's where you got shot from. And here I can show you how they got there and like how to clear it and look. And yeah. then there's also, I kind of want to have chat come after me. Yeah. Come try and kill me. <laughs> I love it. I want, you know, it's so fun when you run into people you know or someone comes in the chat and says, oh, GG, that was a really cool fight. And you go back yeah. and forth. Um, and then like community days, like the Tarkov community is, I, I truly think, one of the best on Twitch and one yeah. of the best communities for a video game, in my opinion, honestly. Yeah. Um, and like you could do community days. Um, there's a lot of friends that do. They've uh, been doing some server takeovers yeah. and stuff. And that's where they kind of do that for some PvP, and so, especially this late in the wife when the raids yeah. get a little dead. But it would be so fun. I love custom games. You do it in like Call of Duty and Halo. Yeah. I would love for them to have custom lobbies. You could do it with your friends. No one really worries about the gear because, you know, right. it's whatever. And I think it would be really fun and really um, helpful for people to learn and like grow the game, I think. I yeah, would enjoy it. I'd love it. That would be cool. And then, you know, maybe BSG doesn't want to, you know, uh, take the reins off and just give it you know out to everybody but maybe they just you know a certain tier of people or you know people who are you know at the you know top upper levels you know the big streamers like yourself and other people have access to that or get access to a private server where you can you know set up those things that would be really cool to see really cool yeah you could do and even if it wasn't with just shooting each other you could do you know scavenger hunts and trying yeah i think it'd be really fun you could have some really cool stuff that would be really fun for the yeah. community instead of just me playing you know raids and hoping i find some people to to play against right exactly so, yeah because late late in the wipe it it's got to be you know i don't say boring because tarkov's never really boring but it's just for viewers it may not be that excitement exciting yeah, it does get it, it does get really repetitive, especially later in the wipe when everyone's kind of just zooming around, and especially me where I'm I'm kind of done looting. I'm just mainly looking for PvP because that's what keeps Tarkov so fun for me is yeah. the PvP. It is a little different all the time, even if it's in the same oh by marked room, right? But if that fight still will play out a little different than the last one, yeah, and that keeps just that little bit of like oh I'm addicted. I'll play Tarkov today. Yeah. Um. And if you, I think it'd be really cool if they could do that because, uh, this part in the wipe, it's just there's just not as many people playing, and that's fair because yeah. I mean it's been six months, but, yeah, it gets a little tough sometimes when you're just like, man, there's no one really here. Yeah. And that's all I'm, I'm. That's what I'm playing for at this point. We're done with tasks. You got Kappa. Right. Hideouts done. I don't really need to loot anymore. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'll never spend all the rubles I have. So. To keep people playing or to be able to do things like that to keep some fun in it yeah. instead of uh the cut and dry survive shoot stuff survive die right. whatever uh, i think it would yeah. add a lot of writing a lot of fun to the yeah. community i agree so now when the you know when we had twelve twelve drop at christmas with voip the you know sort of the um civilian flea market and whatnot and the um inertia what were what was your thoughts on when that hit um inertia i felt like was okay because it is it was pretty like i i am one of those that was jiggle peeking running down the halls you yeah. know the chad thing um but it is kind of ridiculous i do it and i'm like oh that was kind of cheap like <laughs> he didn't even really get an opportunity right um, yeah and so i do like the inertia i do like it should slow it down should make it harder um 
you should have like obviously i'm not doing that even if i was some crazy military trained guy i'm probably yeah. not zooming back and forth just looking to see if i can see this guy and do some crazy quick peeks right um i do like the idea of slowing it down and making it a little bit more tactical um yeah. the and my my only complaint with inertia is really just again the desync um and that still happens but that's that's been around for years so i feel like i'm used to it at this point it happens yeah. all the time um and then voip was i was uh concerned because mm -hmm. <laughs> being a female in a, a gaming industry yeah. uh, first of all in any video game is wild most yep. of the time in the nice way to put that especially more of a a hardcore game a mils milsim whatever mm -hmm. you would like to call it and very much not just it's not valorant it's a very right. difficult game it's very um i would like to say macho it's a macho game it's a guy game yeah in a in a sense so i was a little concerned about voip um the best thing i really enjoyed about tarkov especially when i came from rainbow six Siege, is I didn't have to listen to, you know, four guys, you know, talking yep. to my ear, yelling in yep. my ear, do all kinds of things and ruin my game, basically. Yep. Um, like they could in Siege and in Tarkov. Oh, it was just me and I don't have to listen to them, right? So I can right. just play and do my thing. Uh, so I was a little worried about Void. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I've had some really, really fun encounters. There's That's been good. some really funny stuff. And I think overall the community, and I like the, that they had the report button there immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, man, if you don't put that in there where you're actually going to enforce it immediately, it's just going to turn into a cesspool, oh, I think. Absolutely. And, the, you know, I was I was concerned, too, with VoIP, you know, because, you know, I played, you know, you go into a PUBG lobby back, you know, a couple of years ago and it just the like it was a cesspool. And it's like, oh, God, yeah, it's this is horrible. Yeah. So it's like, is this what's going to happen in Tarkov? But. It's really, to me, I haven't you know ran into many encounters where it was you know really bad or even close to being bad. I think it's probably due to the fact that I'd like to think that we're you know an older crowd and mature that's playing this game. I think that's part of it. I think that's why the Twitch community and the Tarkov community does so well in general. Yeah, most of us are not uh, young kids. We're yeah. all. I, I I'm gonna probably get yelled at for saying like middle aged, but like middle working. <laughs> Working adults, like, we're all, like, high 20s, like, 30s. Right. Um, yeah. There is, of course, don't get me wrong, there is some younger ones that play oh, yes. it, but I still think it takes a little bit more of a a determination to play it, especially a game so difficult that is a time scene. has a lot to learn. Yeah. Instead of just kind of turn it on, click, shoot. Um, yeah. Especially, and, then, like, even a money investment standpoint. Right. Right. If you did get the EOD, that is a big chunk of change yeah. for a game, and then you got to spend all that time in it, so. I do think that's part of the reason why the community does so well. Yeah. Um, and there has been some, you know, there's always going to be a couple of bad eggs. You always get a couple of negative ones in there. Yeah. But the report button's there. One thing I'd love them to add is a report after um, raid screen. Yeah. So there's been some times where you're in the middle of a fight and they're screaming some stuff. I don't get the opportunity to click the report void. Yeah. Right? I would love it on the kill screen after, especially if I live. Yeah. To say... Oh, this was toxic VoIP, or he's cheating because that yeah. happens too. We've won against you know, cheater takes out a couple of my friends. Yeah, they report them, and then either I die and I can report them. But if I win, I can't report it unless I go through a whole nother process to get there. Right. I would love an after raid, even though I live. I would love some report things there, but that's like other than that, VoIP has honestly been a nice surprise and a lot of fun. Oh, good. 
And now, what's your take on the the civilian flea market? Because you know, we we lived through before before the flea market. We had the flea market where you could you know there was no limits. You can buy and sell back to everybody and whatnot. How's your take on the civilian flea market? Um, uh, honestly, I'm kind of indifferent. Like the flea market's cool. Yeah. Um, but there was a little bit before when there wasn't a flea market you'd see somebody with an attack two and like a tactic at the time which was one of the better armors at the time or something you're like oh man that's a yeah. gamer he knows what he's doing he's but he killed kill and has the kill armor you know right. it would be a little bit more of it's rare to see that and it's scary to go against it because you didn't have that yeah they don't have it um and it's rare you see people with that and then now um there's a little bit less um I think a little bit less fun in it, but also some more fun in it, because then you can buy those things. You can run those things, even if you don't have the endless amount of time to get yeah. in there and get it, which is really cool, and I think that helps more people play. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is it does kind of add a little bit like, oh, here's another like same mutant build that I've seen right. like 20 times now and the same you know, armor setup. Um, yeah. So it, it loses a little bit of like, oh, man, this guy is stacked to... Oh well, yeah, he's, he's kind of he's kitted, cool. You know, it's not as exciting to kill somebody that that juiced when, right. in theory, most are that big. Yeah. Right? They can buy whatever they want. So now, how do you roll in Tarkov? Do you you mainly roll solo, or do you run with other people? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, I've done a lot of solo. Um, throughout the years, probably like easily four thousand hours or something in there of solo. So I've played a lot. Yeah, but I do. Um, there's a lot that can be said for solo and the fact that you can live and, you know, survive against squads and yeah. do your thing. But there is a lot where it's so nice to have a duo or a trio. I got to At some point I got to reload at some point I yeah. got to staple, you know, some limbs back on, um, and, or you have somebody to cover you, right? I'm fighting this other person. It happens all mm -hmm. the time. You get third partied or, yeah. you know, you're fighting countless people. I actually had a read just the other day. I was solo. I was zooming around dorms. I probably killed about five, yeah. but I couldn't get the last guy because I needed to reload and I had no time and he's already here. Oh. Right. So instead of being, and you lose that and you're like, man, I really should have won that. But here I am because I'm by myself. I lose that. Yeah. And like I was saying before, there's something to be said when you work really well with a squad. Um, there was probably one, one wipe where I was in a, a four stack every day yeah and it was really fun to just see you'd kind of be in two teams of two and you'd yeah. create these crazy plays these people had no chance they have nowhere to go even if they kill one there's still two more right there yeah. right uh so it was really it was really fun and something to be said about that i like that challenge yeah the clear comms working well together like that um nowadays i play pri primarily duos a lot especially with Anne. Yeah. Um, but I do do trios and quads with aims and mags. They're like my three probably I play with the most at this yeah. point. Um, but we mesh really well and we have really like similar play style. Yeah. And it's just always a good time. Those ladies are always fun. So. It is very entertaining when you guys all get together and it's yeah, it's a it's yeah, a we're a mess. <laughs> we're, a, we're a good time. It gets a lot. Of, there's normally a lot of screaming and guns yeah. and it's but it, it works out and, you know, it's, it's still a lot of fun. That's that's the important thing, having fun. But you know, two things I want to hit on. One is, uh, you know, when you are solo, 
the worst part is when you got to try to go pick those bodies. You don't know where, you know, that's that's the toughest thing I think about solos is once you've got all that loot out there, now I got to pick. And that's when, you know, like somebody's just going to third party or some player sky is going to nail you. Yep, or they're just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a rule I told Rock Mom when I was teaching her. I was like, first to loot is always first to die, especially yep. if you're by yourself. And I say that even though you're already looting a dead body. Somebody else died before you. That's fine. But <laughs> if you are the first to loot the bodies, odds are you're going to be the first one to die in the next part because you say you get a nice headshot, you kill one of them, mm-hmm. and you don't see his friend, don't see his friend, but you sat there, you know, and is waiting. Yeah. Go touch it, dead, toast. Yeah. Wasted, yeah. you know, 20 minutes. It's over. Oh, yeah. So, I just started doing a bunch of circles around. I just am like wandering or pretend to loot and not really. So if I need to move, I can move or move really quick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a game but yeah, of patience. It is, uh, it is really a game of patience. And then if you do go for it, you know, go quick, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. grab it, and click it on, whatever the spam click is to just click it on you and run away, you know. Yeah. Once you start fiddling with stuff, oh, let me throw this. Is this worth Is like you, you just you're going to die at that point. Yeah, you're taking too long. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really hard early wipe because everyone needs their crickets and like all yeah. these other weird, weird little items that are in bags and your search skills so slow. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, you just take your time and clear the area around and try and if anything, I'll just dump my backpack somewhere. Go yeah. grab theirs and their gun and tag. Right. It's two clicks mm-hmm. and then go hide somewhere else. Yeah. And then search the bag because it's going to take you forever, especially early in a wipe. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Now, the other point I wanted to talk to you about is that you just said, you know, when you're playing with fours, clear comms is so important. I don't know of any other game where you really need clear comms. You know, if you're doing five man or four man, shit can get crazy. And then, you know, just you got somebody not paying attention or, you know, just talking too much. That's you can ruin the whole game. It really can. That's why, I, again, I keep going back. It's so it's there's something to be said when you can run a squad like really clean. And yeah. just efficient where you're not shooting each other and you're not, um, and like they're still dying and you're there to like back up your buddy. That's the whole point of why you're running with the squad, back them up, right? Yeah. Um, so it is really fun when that happens, but it can get crazy. Hell, so- sometimes it happens to me where I'm just, I'm like, oh, there's Rashala here. Oh, there's a player here. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, you know, you know, it start you start panicking a little. Yeah. Bit. Um, but there is, uh, you just get those clear, try and get like the, Clear, concise, and like, just if anything, even if yeah. I'm panicking, I'll have to yell. Say they're in, you know, Kiba. Right. Just like I can yell Kiba a million times. He's Kiba, 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 <laughs> as I'm trying to like just live, right? And I'm trying to zoom around. But uh, sometimes it gets crazy, and TKs happen. It's just kind of yep. it is Tarkov. It will happen. Absolutely. I've murdered my friends. My friends have murdered me. We yep. all panic. Tarkov's <laughs> scary. If some big guy is like running at me with some AK, mm-hmm. he's got an attack too. He's just juice. I might try and shoot first and then ask later. Yeah. But it could be your friend. So I do understand it gets hard, especially when you're learning. Oh, um, absolutely. But when you find people that you mesh with well, your play styles do well. And like the call outs, like we were saying, they know, like, um, they'll know what I'm calling Harry Potter or Anne's <laughs> Murder House or something. They're not like, what are you saying? Yeah. Um, so those will work out that uh, they know what I'm talking about or uh, things of that nature. Yeah. So. All right. So this qu- normally I ask this question and, you know, I, I get some really you know cool answers. But you've played so many so long and with played with so many people. I don't know if you're going to have what kind of answer you're going to give me. But what would be if you could pick anybody, OG people, current people now, 
what would be your all-star squad that you would like to run with? And, you know, you just say the name. They're part of a four, four or five-person uh, raid. Oh, man. It'd probably still be the ladies. Yeah. Oh, man. We've met so good. Uh, yeah. They saved my life so many times over. Um, definitely probably, you know, Ammunition, who I play with pretty often. Yeah. Uh, almost Probably almost every day, especially duos. Uh, Miss Magpie. Ever since we first started playing, we... I think we finally realized we were perfect for each other because we threw a nade at the same exact time with no calm in the same exact place. Oh. Um, so like Mags and I fit really well together. Um, and it's been really fun uh, watching like Ames learn and get better when she, you know, because she just started Tarky and was learning when we first started playing with Ames. Yeah. Uh, and she has turned into a full chat that is scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I do really enjoy that that squad for fours uh, but man there's so many people i could sit here and tell you forever who i could sit here and make like 20 squads yeah and be like there'd be so much fun um yeah. especially like with the guys who got deadly slob and clean yeah uh dotty hack some of the ogs sigma of course mm -hmm. uh there's so many just wonderful people in the community that have been around for the beginning since yeah. the beginning of the community right yeah well that's that a leads... tough question that leads into the next question, you know, or the, the next conversation, the community. You know, we talked, you, you talked a little bit about how great of a community it is, and you've experienced different communities. So what, you know, why does Tarkov's community, in, well, so let me just back that up. For me, this is really the only community I've known since, you know, jumping into this, you know, uh, you know, into Tarkov was the Tarkov community. To me, it's been a, a great experience. Everybody I've, I've talked to has just been fantastic and friendly, and it's, it's a good time. But you've dabbled or you've been in other communities. How does, you know, why does Tarkov seem to be so good? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we get bullied by Tarkov enough that we're just <laughs> like, hey, I'm sorry, man. You had a rough day. Like, how are you doing? It's, I don't, maybe yeah. we're just all got bullied enough in Tarkov that we just, we have no, no reason, yeah. you know, everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you had a rough day too, huh? Um, but really, I think part of it is just we're a little bit older, a little bit more mature. It is a difficult game. Yeah. And to stick around this long in this community, especially through the ups and downs with Tarkov mm -hmm. and the updates, and especially as a streamer or something like that, um, yeah. it definitely weeds out kind of like the shitters, in a yeah. way to put it. They're good people. They have an uncanny work ethic. It's like yeah. It's unbelievable how much these people play this game or work on uh, their content. And yeah. it's just, I think there's just an understanding, it's just adults. They're just not kids. It's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Absolutely. Now, really the other, nice. the other thing that I've noticed is, you know, a lot of the, you know, I started out this podcast and I had a lot of guys on first and every, every one of them talked about how many kick-ass females we have that play this game. And you don't, it doesn't seem like other communities have as many kick-ass girls in it as we do. And, and it's just What's your take on it? You know, do you see, you know, just more girls kicking ass over here versus in other places? Uh, I don't know about that because there's still a bunch of um, friends and women that are kicking ass in all kinds of other um, games. You know, R6 or yeah. Dead by Daylight is really popular. Valorant's really popular with a lot of um, some of my lady friends. Yeah. But again, I think it's partially uh, the game's hard. The community's tough where it's not... Um, it's not just you hop in and play. Right. You, you got to sit in there. You got to learn it. Um, so I think uh, that's 
it's been wonderful to see because at one point it was kind of just like Sigma, me, and God, Jen wasn't even streaming at the time. I don't know if you, you know, Jentacles. Yeah. Um, so it was like there at one point there wasn't a whole lot of women in here. And I, I truly think, you know, Sigma doing what she does with evasion yeah. and all the wonderful things she does with the community. And of course, Jen, uh, the, the OGs of the the ladies of the Tarkov really, I think, are super welcoming. Also, the community just helps in general. Yeah, they're not hating on uh, women for playing games or anything like that. Yeah, it's just really, and I think that helps to keep more ladies here. They're not getting mm-hmm. bullied all the time. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's a tough game. They got to learn it. It's a welcoming community. So when it is tough, yeah, but like we're all here. Yeah. And um, then you have really upstanding figures to the community. You know, Sigma is a really wonderful example. Genticles, you can't leave Jen's stream without a smile on your face. That's just oh. impossible. Listening to play really the wonderful kazoo. people. Like yesterday, yeah. listening, it's like, oh my god, this girl is crazy. And yeah, like you said, how can like when you leave, it's just like you just yeah, smiles on your face. Yeah, and it's same like even with um with Magpie too. Magpie is one of um definitely a, one of the biggest bigger streamers for on the female end of Tarkov. Same with Jinji. They're just really upstanding yeah. humans. And they're phenomenal people, and they're so I think that kind of welcomes it, and it it it'll just keep going. I think I think yeah. we'll just keep kind of growing on that. Yeah, and, and actually, you know, just I just think in the last week, you you know, Ames, um, Anne, and Jen, what they just did with GCX and how much money they raised for the charity, it's just you know, it's so cool. It is really cool. Yeah, they're, <laughs> I want to be as cool as them when I grow up. But... <laughs> They they're just really upstanding people and they um they truly do care so it's yeah. it's nice to see and uh, I don't know yeah well, you they're you all are really part cool. of that crew like though you know you you're in that you know you're just like them uh maybe a little bit I, you know we're getting uh, there but there's there's still they do a lot for yeah. the community and um like I, just me sitting there playing is not near <laughs> what you know Sigma running evasion tournaments and getting the yeah. community more in there is yeah. uh, they're just really good people at stands. It shows a lot of the community when you see that, I think. Mm-hmm. And especially with GCX, the charity. Yeah. Um, it's just it's all good to see. So Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely. Goodness attracts good people, you know? Yeah. It's all ab- good. Yeah, definitely. So now how did you you know, so you you named legends in our community, Gingy and Mags and Anne. How did you end up meeting them? All through Tarkov essentially? Yeah, all through Tarkov. Um I met Sigma because Sigma, she came into my stream one day and was yeah. like, oh, my word, there's another lady here. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, what do you mean? Um, and she was like, we should play. So then I met Sigma and Sigma and I started playing. And we also met Genticles uh, through Sigma. Yeah. Jen, had any, we, Jen didn't even stream. We just convinced her later, but she would play with us all the time. And it was really fun. We started doing ladies nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of had some uh, real life things going on with, a, you know, obviously flight training takes a lot of time and yeah. a lot of school. Uh, so I kind of was hit or miss a little bit. Um, but then uh, when I that settled down, I went and we just asked people to play. We did ladies days with a uh, rock mom and you would get a lot of people that you've never played with, never met. Yeah. Come hop in for a few games. Um So rock mom brought magpie in and then me and then Ames at some point. Also, and that's where you just start meeting everyone. Yeah. Um, the oh. community really can be a family because everyone kind of just talks to each other and 
And yeah. even after those, I asked Mags, I was like, hey, that was really fun. Would you like to play games? And then here we are, you know, oh. we play games with Mags all the time and uh, yeah. aims all the time like that. It's kind of just, I don't know, nice. you want to play? Yeah, yeah. I want to play. And then you have friends and it kind of just works <laughs> out. So Excellent. So it's really cool. Now, have you met any of them in real life at this point? Yeah, actually, um, Magpie and Ames and I went snowboarding. Uh, we went and visited Magpie because uh, she lives in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and we went snowboarding with them. That was really fun. Oh, no uh, I had met Mags before that because I used to live in Colorado when I was uh, flying. Yeah. And so her and I went and grabbed lunch a couple times. Uh, I've met Anne at her meet and greets. I don't know how much that counts, but I met her and said, hey, you know, I really yeah. like your R6 and eventually she got into tarkov and i was like yes come to the dark side and you don't need r6 anymore um but yeah you just you just start meeting them through that uh um i've met sigma through twitchcon veritas through twitchcon geeks twitchcon um oh, man that's awesome. all the wonder all the wonderful family yeah then you got you know markstrom uh cotton yeah sequisha you meet them all through these conventions and stuff yeah. but i for friends and meeting in just not a twitch con it's mags and aims for sure yeah. so any any funny story you can share uh you know from the snowboarding snowboarding trip with mags and uh aims uh i don't know about a funny story i taught mags how to how to jump on a snowboard so oh that's no cool. way she's learning yeah yeah very cool oh excellent figuring that out cool yeah nothing too crazy funny though i don't think we we're honestly pretty mellow yeah <laughs> So what you see on stream you, is what you get. Yeah, honestly, think of uh, it's just off stream. We're just all chilling in a room, both you know, bullshit, <laughs> and then just talking. It's nothing any anything else you would see in Discord, yeah. except you know, maybe you start talking about you know life things. But right. No, they're all yeah. It's we're just chilling. Cool. We're just friends hanging out. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you named a bunch of people there, and like I've had Markstrom, Veritas, Sigma. Uh, they're all fa geeks fantastic people just you know just yeah. really good humans and i think that's that's the core of why our community is just i think it's a it's a great place to be yeah it's good people i don't have i don't think i've seen anyone i don't know if anyone has anything bad to say about anyone in the target yeah. community because it's just everyone's a family you do your thing i'll do my thing yeah you know i really like what you did here veritas your audio video even though it was three hours was so good <laughs> uh you yeah. know and then you just go through all these things um and yeah. it's fun to see like the community come from nothing right it it mm -hmm. literally came from nothing at, at one point it was only clean who could stream because he was a, a emissary for right. for bsg and then they yep. start letting it out and then you kind of just see it blow up and you see a, you know a bunch of people come and go but i'm really happy with like our core community, they're such wonderful people. I don't have any beef on any of them. I could, I yeah. feel as though I could call them and be like, "Hey, I don't want to play solo today. Tarkov's being mad, you know, being mean <laughs> or whatever." And they'll be like, "Ah, hop in," you know. It's just, it's, it's a little bit of a family. Yeah, uh, I think truly. So. Yeah, and, and something else, you know, I have, when Sigma and I were talking, we we're talking about how this one game made by Nikita and BSG has affected people's lives in such a positive way, whether it's the money that's raised by chair money raised for charities by people doing these streaming events or whatnot, or just being able to, you know, they play this game online every day and it's their career. And it's just, it's so cool when you think about it. Yeah. It's wild. Imagine. Yeah. I go to airplanes to playing Tarkov for a living. It's quite yeah. a, that's quite, it's, that's wild. I don't even know how I got here, but here, you know, here we are. But yeah. 
it's uh it's really cool to see and i i hope like um you know the arena um teaser and some stuff they have coming up later this week yeah i hope um bsg does it right and keeps you know the game strong which means the community strong and then because we're all here i mean we love this game obviously we're addicted to this pain pain and suffering (laughs) yeah but there is so the the highs are really high and tarkov and the lows are really low but it's the game can be a lot more i think i think Mm -hmm. it can they have a lot to fix of course and a lot to progress on but i do think they can and it can be a very phenomenal game at the end of it yeah but it still just uh, needs a lot of work so Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll you see brought... what they say later this week. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed that the the TV event they'll you know ha- have some good things to say. Yeah, now, I would love to see some progress and stuff. Yes, it's we're we're due for something. Not not in a selfish way, but you know, hopefully, we'll get something soon. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want I don't want the BSG to kind of do a Halo thing where they just drop it here and then here I am six seven months later with nothing else. You know? Yeah, give absolutely. me something else. Yeah, keep this game going because we I mean we're here. We love the game so. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, in their hands a little. you said from, you know, from pilot to content streamer, full-time streamer. So that leads me into our, our final subject is how did you end up becoming a full-time streamer? When, you know, what made you say, hey, let me take, you know, let me stream live. Um, well, man, that's a, I don't know. That's a weird question. Uh, I just kind of streamed at the start just for fun and clips with the friends. When I got the PC, we were playing yeah. Z and all these other ones. And it was really fun. It was kind of, it was cool to see. And you met, I've met some really cool people that are, you know, my, that are now my mods that I've met IRL and, you know, you really gain some friendships, um, that online friends turn into IRL friends and Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, but I was working up until 2020, of course we had COVID and airlines did a whole lot of nothing, Uh which means no money, right? I was not making any money, uh. But of course, my hobby when I was home, when I wasn't flying, was to stream and play video games. So I just did that because, well, I'm not going to work and I don't really want to go find, like, I'm not going to go find another job while I'm waiting at the time. Right. So I was kind of just being a bum, to be honest. So I was sitting yeah. there playing video games all day, playing Tarkov all day and streaming. Um, and since we were already so, I already just, I know so much of the community, we had friends to play with and it was a really good time and it kind of just happened. I was like, wow, I, I, don't i maybe don't have to go back and fly an airplane and i can pay my bills and i can still eat you know um i'm definitely not like rolling in millions (laughs) of dollars but i wouldn't be with airplanes either Um, yeah and there was a lot of things about being an airline pilot that were really difficult and kind of the pandemic showed a little line of it of like oh man if i don't have work i don't do anything else (laughs) i just go to work yeah, uh, I had lost some of my hobbies and uh, friends and stuff outside of work because yeah. when you're a pilot, you're just kind of everywhere. Uh, and so now it's really cool um, that I get to be home. Like I can go have a Saturday barbecue and I don't yeah. have to plan it a month in advance around my flight schedule. Right. Um, so it turned out really good that way. And it kind of just happened. I was like, well, flying's picking back up a little bit, but I'm also like I'm 27 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I could let's give it a go like let's put an airline this has been working i've really enjoyed doing this for the last yeah. year or whatever with um the pandemic and just kind of went for it everyone thinks i'm crazy how <laughs> could i leave an airline job it's such a cool job it is a cool job but yeah there's a lot of other other downfalls to it that were really tough so mm-hmm. 
So now, do you remember when you first went live streamed and your first you know viewer came in or that first sub? Yeah, actually, one of my very first ones is my mod today, Purple, uh, Purple Dragon. It's one of the first people that came in and talked. One of the first subs. One that um, I was one of the first like affiliates because Twitch had just rolled that out. I was yeah. just messing around. They, um, but I still streamed on my off days, and so it worked. And we were there for their requirements for affiliate. So we got that, which involved subs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was one of their, um, one of the first, if not the first, actually. Yeah. Uh, and it's been it's been super cool. And he's still here today. I mean, oh, he slept yeah. on my couch a few times in Colorado. <laughs> like. That's... We became really good friends, and it's uh, it's really cool to see, like he's still here, still part of the community. Yeah. I love seeing that from uh, the OGs of the community as long as well with the new ones. It's always so fun. Oh, I like seeing cool. the same names over and over. You don't know what's yeah. going on with their life. They tell me yeah. about their day. It's good. Yeah, and it's you know your story is similar to others. Like Markstrom, when he was on, he talked about how his you know his first sub was his mod. And down the road, it was his best man at his wedding years later. And it's it's so cool to hear those stories. Yeah, it is really cool. And like I said before, like Max and I played once or twice. And then we're like, oh, you live in Colorado. I live in Colorado. Let me buy you lunch or something. Yeah. Or, you know, and then at some point we're like, oh, we could go skiing. And, you know, it just you turn into more than just online friends. Yeah. And it's not all the time, but it is um, it does happen. And it is yeah. really cool to see and make those friendships. Um that way yeah. I, I find it really nice so now do you remember when you first got your the the letter that you got twitch partner uh yeah april 14th oh wow just like that you remember so what yeah what's the well, story? I was gonna do a thing, but... oh yeah i was gonna do a one-year um uh like partner anniversary but i was in the middle of moving at the beginning of april oh, okay. that's why it stuck and so i'm gonna do another um one when i went full-time which was in june of mm-hmm. last year uh, so I'm just going to stack them together. That's why I know the days. <laughs> I'm already planning it. But yeah, it is uh, April 14th. On It was on stream too, which was really cool. Oh, I, no way. I truly never thought I'd get partnered because I was just always for fun and just whatever. You know, I was yeah. flying or doing school. Um, I did not expect to get partnered. I did not expect to quit my airline job and be a streamer. I didn't expect to actually still be doing it a year later, <laughs> coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy it's crazy to me i don't know how it happened yeah oh my <laughs> we're God. just going off the flow and sometimes things happen so yeah absolutely and it, it takes hard work too you know it's not something you just walk into yeah you know, it's, there's it's not... i thought flying airplanes was hard but this is still a lot this is a lot of work and it's a i wouldn't even say it's it's easier or more difficult than airplanes but it's a different difficult there's a lot to yeah. it um, and I'm still learning. I am learning trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's more uh, than just playing games. It's so much more than just playing games. Oh, man, if it was just playing games, hell, I could do that for 12, 15 hours a day, and it would be great. I'd, yeah. You know, I'm the next summit. Hello. <laughs> but that's not how that, that's not how that works, and it's, uh, it's really hard, and it's stressful. Um, yeah. And there is no – that's the one thing uh, that I miss about aviation a little bit. There is a set way. There's mm-hmm. a manual to how everything goes in streaming. Nah, does this nope. work? Nope. Well, let's try this one. Does that work? Uh, maybe we'll try yeah. this. It's a lot of just uh, kind of figuring it out blindly a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the other piece of it too, that people don't realize is these people who are doing, you know, full-time streamers. I had this conversation with Veritas. You guys don't get sick days. There's no, you know, you're sick. There's no vacation days. There's they've, you know, you almost no. need to have something, 
you know, as, as a, you know, a safety net or something to help you when you go through some tough times. Yeah. We all hoard our pennies. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, it even happens with Tarky too. And honestly, just a, mainly a pandemic and the economic wise, I'm not trying to get all uh, politics or anything, but it is difficult out there for a lot mm-hmm. of people. And, yeah. you know, technically uh, content creation and spending money on a, a stream or a streamer or somebody you enjoy is at some point could come into a play. Like I might not be able to, right. Depending yeah. on your viewer situation, which is yeah. fine. That's bound to happen. But you got to be able to kind of bounce with those punches. And mm-hmm. when they're not there and you have to have, you know, a little nest eggs or like, well, that was a rough month. Let's see if this goes any better. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's really hard. Oh, I save as much as I can all the time. Yeah. Um, because you never know, especially in like the lows with Tarkov wipes mm-hmm. um, that gets Tarky gets really low, especially now. You know, we're six months into why people are yeah. as excited to watch it. And it is hard to keep things going and to be um creative and keep entertaining and some stuff like that when it does get a little stale it's like oh here's another you know shoreline resort run with me fighting people it's the same thing you just watched you know for the last two hours yeah um so it is it is difficult like that there's a lot of challenges yeah and and and, you know do you at that point like okay do i switch games but if i switch games when my viewers follow with me follow me and there's there's that mental aspect of it like oh god you know, you, you know, you got to just try to figure it out and take a chance. Yeah, it's tough. I've been um, I've been kind of dabbling with that as well, because I do love shooters. I'm really good at them for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to, you know, dabble more into other shooters and other variety and kind of just really play whatever you want. But of course, that doesn't work as a streamer all the time. Right. And Tarkov is. Honestly, especially because for me, I built my whole communities on Tarkov. That's basically all I've streamed as yeah. as a whole in a term of how much time I've streamed. Um, so me going from Tarkov to anything else, especially if it's not a shooter, oh, good luck. Yeah. No, it's that's tough. It's hard. Um, and it's scary. So again, where uh, a lot of content creators kind of get frustrated at BSG because we want, you know, keep the game alive, keep doing yeah. updates, keep progressing. Because then you guys do well, we do well, the game does well, everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, but when you have these ones where we're sitting here waiting for an update or it's not a great update, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's a difficult thing. And then trying to do variety is just a whole nother world. I don't even know. Honestly, no <laughs> idea. So, so uh, you know, looking, fire. yeah, well, absolutely. So looking back, what has been your, you know, high, you know, the most memorable moments since you, you know, started down this path of being a content creator um oh man most memorable moment yeah looking back probably so with oh uh, in most recent history probably with drops this last year i got um a ridiculous raid from sequisha he would also have tarkov drops it was like yeah. twenty thousand people i did not know what to do oh my god there's so many people in chat and it was but they were all so great and like wonderful and i honestly had a really good time on tarkov because i was doing a 24 hour they had drops and everything yeah and it was so fun but awesome. holy cow that's a lot <laughs> that was just so crazy i was like i don't even i can't even read that number what is yeah. this um but that was probably one of that was probably my favorite stream of all time. There's so many just new people, new yeah. friends that I still see today that are still there. Um, and it's just something else. I don't know. Yeah. And you got it's crazy thinking about even just like ten people in there. You're like, man, that, that's more people than I allow in my house most of the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You have a you have a get together. I'm gonna get like four or five people here. You know, you got ten, and then you got twenty, and then you got fifty, and then you know, some of the, most of these days, I'm sitting around a hundred. I'm like, man, this is a lot of people. There's people yeah. just sitting there watching me get destroyed in Tarkov <laughs> all day by like some shotgun scabs. It's so <laughs> mind boggling to me. I don't know how it works. I I love it, but I'm just like, wow, wow, yeah. that's you're that's... sitting here watching me die to a shotgun scab. Hell yeah, this is cool. It's cool. <laughs> And well, that's, you know, it brings up something else. You know, what do your parents, your family, you know, they and your friends, do they know some or, or is it like a secret life for you? Um, It's a little bit of a secret life. I never used to tell like my coworkers or anything when I was flying like yeah. that I stream. I'd say, oh, I play games here and there. And, you know, they'll spot out like, oh, Call of Duty. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I mention Tarkov, most of the time people don't know it. They have no idea. Right. Um, uh, For my family, the... They don't do technology. Yeah. The, <laughs> they don't do technology. My dad had, I had to show my dad how to answer a smartphone when uh, the swipe first. Oh my gosh. He didn't understand. <laughs> so I try and explain it to him, but they don't really seem to understand. Yeah. Uh, and it is hard for a lot of them, especially my grandparents or my dad, to think like I can, like you left an airline job, a stable job. Yeah. Technically. I like how they say stable, even though it was falling apart with COVID. Right. But yeah, totally. Stable, stable-ish job with, you know, benefits and retirement and all that stuff to go and play video games. What are you doing? You, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> so um, it's an interesting conversation and it's like kind of hard to talk to them about stuff because they might not understand. Like right. trying to tell them like, oh, we're doing this charity stuff and this is really cool. And oh, we have drops and here's this update with Tarkov. And they're just, it's all, it's over the head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's, what, uh, so it's kind of we just don't really talk about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what would advice would you give somebody who is just starting out? You know, just firing up Twitch for the or firing up OBS for the first time and looking to you know to be streaming live. Oh man, that's a tough one. Pick a game you love. Yeah. And have fun with it. I know everyone says you know just turn it on and have fun with it, but that's truly what I did. Yeah. I turned it on and had fun with it. Um, I love Tarkov through and through. Even if I have the worst day ever, I will still come back later and be like, "Man, this is a cool game, and I love it." Yeah. Um, find one, find one that you're passionate about, and even on those tough days, you could still be like, "All right, I'll still play it." Um, and find a find your reason why, right? If your reason why is to you know become the next summit, that's pretty tough. That's that's putting too much pressure on yourself. Have some fun with it. It's video games. It's meant to be fun. That's the whole point of it. I don't know why we got so angry and so crazy with video games and like everyone's so mad all the time. Like just play and have fun. You're supposed to be de-stressing from your other, you know, job or whatever else you're doing in your life. You're just supposed to chill on the couch, play some Call of Duty and then go to bed, right? Yeah. Um, Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be the next summer, the next landmark or whatever, you know, just pick a game you really like and go for it there's people there that'll love your vibe and love you and your personality even if you don't think they will i promise they do and they'll just it just kind of happens it's just kind of there just enjoy it honestly that's excellent advice because that's you know like if you're playing something and you genuinely have fun with it it will come through and and you know people want to see that that honesty not not something fake or something that you're you're, it's a, a grind for you to do that's not enjoyable to watch yeah, well, Tarkov's a grind. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yes. That's a grind. But <laughs> you still have those really good days and those really funny moments. And it's just, there's one where you can keep coming back. It doesn't feel rough to play. 
um, yeah. and Tarkov can get that way some days. So if it is, you know, play something else for a day yeah. or two. Or find something in Tarkov to kind of laugh about. Like, I'll do meme runs, I'll do some shotgun runs and pistol runs. Because if yeah. I win with those, I'm like, well, that worked. That was funny. Imagine <laughs> I'm all kitted and I die all day, the shotguns, and, you know, and then you mix it up and start having a little bit more fun with it and getting a little crazy and it works. Yeah, so, definitely. Just, uh, yeah, just have some fun with it. Now, would, do you want to give a shout out to any of your sponsors while you're here? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, when Tarkov Audio works, the 64 audio IEMs are so good. Oh, man, I know exactly where they are. I swear I can hear their heartbeat. Um, the 64 audio IEMs I really have is phenomenal. Holy cow. I can hear everything yeah. when Tarkov plays the audio. But that's a whole other story we get into. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Goodies Granola. I uh, like snacks. And uh, as a gamer, I'm... A well, as a gamer and a pilot, we sit a lot. I try and be healthy best I can. I know we all eat junk. We all have yes. energy drinks. We all stay up too much, <laughs> you know. Don't get enough exercise. But um, I really do like Goodies Granola, too. Uh was also sponsored with um, uh, for a snack because it's not just, it's not junk. Yeah. It's not filled with stuff I can't pronounce, you know. <laughs> no. It's just a little, uh, so it's a decent snack that still tastes really good. It's they got like uh, blueberry vanilla and like some cranberry orange. Uh, there's like a toasted coconut one. They're really good and kind of they. It says cookie in the bag, but I like them a lot. It's just granola with the yogurt or something. So yeah. what? What's your favorite one? Uh, the orange and cranberry. It's a little Christmassy. Yeah, you know, because orange <laughs> and cranberry. But yeah. like, it's just I love cranberries and oranges. Just is good too. So cool. Yeah, the whole IEM thing, the the there's everybody's running them these days, it seems. And, and I've tried them. And it's like, you're right. It does make a huge difference. I can hear everything when I when I actually get the audio cue from Tarky when it's not doing its weird thing. Um, I man, I hear somebody shuffle in a bush next to me. Oh, I hear it so fast. Yeah, it's un it's unbelievable. I'm just like, wow, how did I hear that guy? <laughs> or, like, I can pinpoint where they're going because the wonderful thing of math knowledge, right? You'll hear somebody mm -hmm. step on glass, and you're like, oh, I know where they are. And so I can yeah. sit here and call it out for my friend. I was like, oh, they're above me. They're on glass here at the stairs pushing you now. And then they're like, oh, they're dead. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> uh, so the audio is actually just so crazy. Yeah. I love them. They're wonderful. Oh, cool. Now, who's uh, do you want to shout out any any content creators that people should go check out? Oh, man. Probably everyone I mentioned. I mean, there God, there's go. so many. <laughs> All you know, you got Ames, you got N, you got Miss Magpie. Uh, I'm personally a huge Deadly Slob fan. I love that. He's so funny. He's just comical, and he just has a good time with it from the Daisy days. Deadly yeah. Slob is probably one of my favorites. Probably one of my biggest inspirations to yeah. stream and to play Tarkov was uh, Deadly Slob. Um, yeah, yeah Deadly's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, Deadly Slob's one of my favorites. He's, he's my oldest sub on Twitch. I'm like, I'm oh, so no way. upset. Yeah, so Deadly's a really big inspiration for me. Uh, same with Anne. I watched Anne play R6 yeah. through all the through all that before I was really into Tarkov. And that, I really like how um, they both handle their, their streams and carry themselves and just have a good time and really yeah. um, like understand their community and just have a really, really good community. It's really nice. Oh, cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, we had a deadly on my other podcast, and it, he has, you know, he was one of the OGs, and 
just like you said, how he handles himself. It's the business. It's and just a really good guy. And also to mention, he's also Canadian, which is also a plus. Yeah, yeah, he's just a really good guy, and he's just he. I don't know. He's, they're just yeah. them, and I love that the most about them. They're they are them, and they have found a way to make it into a community, and it's yeah. really it's just really cool. So yeah. those two are probably my uh, my favorites, my go tos, inspirations, yeah. whatever uh, you would like to call that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, you survived. Hopefully, you you know it wasn't too painfully for you to to be on your first podcast. No, yeah, it was great. I'm still kind of nervous, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, before you go, though, at the end of every podcast, I have my guest call out somebody who should come on a few, you know, should come on and be a guest on Tardox down the road. Who would you like to throw under the bus or call out? Oh, Magpie. Have you interviewed Magpie well, yet? Well, Ames called out Magpie already, so I know she's in the middle of moving. Wow. So, yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Maybe Blitzer. All right, there we go. Some Blitzer, Blitzer girl. Yeah. 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 She's a gem, too. I like her. Oh, cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and I, I loved I loved everything you shared tonight. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry we were struggling on the scheduling, but that was really great, honestly. Thanks Excellent. for working around uh, schedules with me. That was Not great. a problem. beauty.